0: Hello and welcome to The Garbage Reel. I'm your host, Jack Weber. This is a podcast where we discuss the truly awful movies that we just can't stop watching. Along with me, I have my good friend, Sam Orsino. Happy to be here, baby. And today, we're gonna to be discussing the 2003 movie, Spy Kids 3, Game Over. We're gonna go through our thoughts on the movie and then to the categories. Sam? The categories we're gonna be going through today are best quote, best performance,
1: Worst performance, most outlandish, bad scene. Age the best, age the worst. Who won the movie and who lost the movie?
0: Okay, so this movie, it was written, directed, edited, scored, and shot by one guy, Robert Rodriguez. He's saving budget. (laughs) He's saving budget big time. I mean, he directed the other Spy Kids movies. He did a few episodes of the Book of Boba Fett TV show. Which wasn't bad, so... it wasn't. If we're
1: going off levels, he started from the bottom,
0: which is this. He did, and he made it up there pretty well. So, I mean, this movie should be good. It does. Its cast has some heavy hitters in it. I mean, I mean, for
1: two thousand three, some of the heavy hitters. You got Selena going as, as water park child or whatever it says in there, but still, I mean, you start having Selena Young, having
0: a lot of good actors. Maybe you I mean, passed their prime, including but. George Clooney. Uh, we got Bill Paxton in there for a couple minutes. Uh, Sylvester Stallone plays That's the a, villain. He pays, I mean he plays like four different characters. He does. He really goes for it in this movie. He and does. Some, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. A lot of times A lot of times doesn't. it doesn't it doesn't it really does, work. Doesn't work. Um uh, we have Elijah Wood popping up about 2 thirds way through the movie and the just for a little cameo thing. At most at his height of his fame. He's right doing The Lord of the Rings. Uh, I think Return of the King was around this time. He looks very young, too. He does. He He's does. a
1: strapping boy when he was young, so. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but along with them, we have Selma Hayek, Danny Trejo, uh, Antonio Banderas, Ricardo Montalban, Holland Taylor, and Glenn Powell. A young Glenn Powell. Before he was famous at all. Yeah. And I'll tell you what. He kills it in his about 30 seconds of screen time. And for the people at home... He knows way too much
1: movie stuff. So if you're like me and you don't know any of these actors or names, I'm just gonna nod and follow along. So, um, but I do think you know for the heavy hitters that we do have, it, it, it's, it could have been a lot better. It could have been a lot better. It should
0: have been a lot better with the budget they had. You said thirty-two. They so I so they have a. Budget of around thirty-eight million dollars. Their opening gross was thirty-two point five, and then their worldwide gross overall a one hundred and ninety-seven million dollars. That is crazy. One hundred and ninety-seven for that movie dollars. in two thousand three. They must think America's just that was
1: a little easily one there. of so the biggest movies
0: like, of that year. Then it had to have been. It, it, <sighs> considering I mean, the quality of that movie, there's no way it should have made that much money.
1: There's no way, especially with, I mean. When you look back at those early two thousand times, though, when you see like Sharkboy, by Lavagirl, like all the other spy they kids, really they, not, they really should stay in time. They really,
0: we shouldn't be watching them again. But they were but we do. so good. They like were.
1: before, I rewatched this movie. I was looking back and, like yo. Whenever I was a kid, these movies were good.
0: Like this was they the were pinnacle th- of filmmaking. Pinnacle. Nothing beats these. Pinnacle. When I watch these now, I want I want to die away. Like I want to die. It physically makes me ill, so I just want to get your thoughts on it. We're going to go into spoilers here, so if you somehow haven't seen the movie, okay, spoilers are do. This was like over twenty years ago. Movie. Come on, come on. But we're going to spoilers. A little less than twenty years. My bad. So, first thing off the bat, the kid actors in this, namely the main character uh, Juni Cortez, played by Daryl Sabara, we shouldn't. I mean, it's it's an Almost an all-time bad performance. It, even even just from the start, it's just he takes himself way too seriously, which I do admit that is probably the writing, what Rodriguez told him to do. But it's just to a point, and it is true for almost all of the kid actors in this entire uh, film. They just have no—it's it's the common problem with child actors. They're not that— Great compared to the ones like when you put them up against uh, Sylvester Stallone. Like obviously Sylvester Stallone's gonna win this like battle of who's better, but it it, it I haven't seen anything worse.
1: I don't know, because if we look, uh, sorry I don't know his name, um, the guy from Top Gun Maverick,
0: Glenn Powell.
1: Glenn Powell, Glenn Powell. He he did really good.
0: He did for
1: Glenn, a young actor being yes. cocky and selfish like that just to stand out there and like he just played it off like it was nothing like it was just even in his new movie. He's looking so good. So I mean, he knows
0: how to play that role. He does. Um. So another just a little nitpick I had in uh, about a third of the way through the movie. They introduced the grandfather and he's in a wheelchair. He's bound to a wheelchair so he can't walk and the main character Juni says that his energy force has made oh. him super strong in his upper body. And made so it made him smarter too. It, it it's that too. It's what he says. And they just move past it. They just say it and never address it again.
1: That whole that whole sequence of them on the moon in the first place, where it's like, I get it's a video game. Yeah. But if you're gonna fake breathe underwater later in the scene, a little spoiler for later in the pod. Um Let's make a fake bubble or something. We're already screwing up the CGI, so
0: let's. And if we're gonna talk about, about the CGI, we gotta address the whole okay, movie. Okay, when
1: no, 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 no. Whenever we since we're on this movie, Grandpa scene. Whenever he gets those legs, I gotta well, talk the about whole the whole suit I, CG. That's what happens. Yes, when he gets the quote, it literally says legs, but he gets a whole suit. So I don't understand where we're going with that. But you can literally see whenever he gets that suit, and then the whole butterfly scene with me. It's like, I get what they're trying to go with that. Like the toy maker in this sense is the butterfly. Well, I picked that up. That's, yeah.
0: That's kind of what the whole thing. That's his camera.
1: I, yeah. But first off butterfly in space.
0: It's a video game.
1: It's the only thing in space though. It's those two and a butterfly.
0: Yeah. I mean, while are while we're on the topic of the CG, it's, it's atrocious. I'm just going to say it now. There's a, any time we see a, a long shot of any of the characters standing on the floor it looks like their feet are just hovering right above it they're in never in the movie are they looking like they are standing on the ground
1: there are so many scenes especially one of those opening scenes when he gets into the video games with um, the frog hopping on the oh the poles or whatever they're called. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that the scene frog in general, hoppers, yes. those are just it. Any, like, it's almost like in the when they were filming it, they just kind of told the actors what it, they thought it was going to look like, and just had them get reactions <sighs> Granted, to it, like they were throwing green things at them.
1: But the scene with Arnold when he comes in, he's rocking the Arnold, one of my favorite characters in this movie. He literally grabs the tongue of the thing, flies the it around the frogs, f- flies it around, and it's like. Like they could have just done it so much better. Yeah, he just stands there and he's like,
0: fla- like wailing around. But I mean, this movie is also just like a time capsule of that age of animated, mo- realistic animated movies because there is no put other it movies way, like I mean, that. Because, well, if you look at this movie, the other Spy Kids movies, and even Shark Boy and Lava Girl, they're I think they're all the same production company as well. So that yeah, has basically to the do same with actors
1: act- in all of them too. So that
0: too, and so. It's just kind of like those movies are always going to look like that. No other company, and people saw like this doesn't work. And so no other company is going to be like, yeah, let's do this again. The
1: fact that they got away with so many of those movies in the first place. It is something. How many Spy, Kid- four Spy Kids? Four movies? Spy Kids movies? There's four Spy Kids movies. There's Sharkboy, Lava Girl. There's so many movies that should not yeah. have seen the light of day. But yeah. my young self being however how, how ever old I was whenever I watched them, loved them Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely couldn't stop me from watching it you really couldn't
1: 10 years ago i'm 20 so 10 years ago not even
0: probably probably more i'd give it more let's say around seven eight
1: maybe okay one of the greatest movies i've seen Mm -hmm. especially shark boy and love girl with all the cgi and everything it's just so bad but that'll be a little
0: different pod but so now we're going to move into the categories So, the first one is the best quote. So, my I have a couple best quotes that I have that are in the running. So, the first one is from Junie Cortez when he says, I never even got her email address. What a line! Nothing that there's that right there shows you the times. Yes, it does. It does. That's the fact that kids at that age. We're
1: using emails in the first place. I mm-hmm. didn't even have a phone or an email or anything. You're probably two, so there's that. Well, I mean, two, then, three. Like, even whenever I was watching it, like, eight mm-hmm. to ten. To yeah. I don't know how old they were whenever they shot this film, but.
0: Yeah. The other some quote, of the jokes
1: in there were just like.
0: We can talk about that later. Yeah. The other quote I have is one that comes up a few times in the movie. Around halfway through, it starts to pop up. Uh, in reference to Juni Cortez, once he's inside the game, is you're the guy. So the guy in the film is a mythic character that's supposedly the best player in this entire game. He's, on the, he's on the cover. Yeah, so if he's you see the, the cover
1: of Game Over, which is what the game is called, he is the outline of that. The silhouette. Yeah, Which he also has 99 lives. I don't know how you get that many lives. He's the guy. He is the guy. So what were your best quotes? Um, so I actually never really wrote down any best quotes, but off the cuff, you know how I am. There were some scenes in there that I absolutely loved and anytime the grandpa came in
0: It was just a fun time.
1: He had so many fun one of my best I don't exactly remember the best quote, but when he came in on his little bike thing during the during level the race? Three? I think it was level I think three. it was level yeah. three when they're when they're on the race. And he's, like, you see uh, Judy Cortez, he's riding on the ground because mm-hmm. his cart literally just blew up. And the grandpa picks him up, and he's literally like, I forget exactly what the line is, but it's like, um, what are you doing on the ground? Or so, I, He's
0: like, you're supposed to be winning this thing, Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah, something like and
1: that. And I was just like, whenever he talks, it's just – him being a bobblehead is so funny. Mm-hmm. It's like, I can't look at him. Yeah. And he's an old man taking this role seriously.
0: Yeah. So he's in a full, like, suit up to his neck. That's It's, it's, it's like an armor CGI. suit. I think they call it a power suit at one point. Yes. And it's completely CGI. His head does look like it's floating at times. There's some of the other kids. They have what look to be just like a motocross-looking suit. Yeah, like that's straight out of dirt bikes, man. But the grandpa Junie and Carmen, the sister, they all have like these power suits, and they they just don't look good. I mean, I'm being like they look awful. They look like floating heads at times.
1: Another thing that I absolutely loved was the small banter between um, Sylvester Stallone and his.
0: Three other selves. I'm about to get to that. Oh my gosh, this will be so my best performance. I have a list because in this movie, I found it was either it was either you were amazing or I could not stand watching you. There's no in between with these. And so my best performances were Sylvester Stallone as the villain, Alexa Pena Vega as a sister, George Clooney as Sylvester Stallone, and the grandfather Ricardo Montalban. So Stallone plays a villain that's trapped in a video game. That's like his whole thing. He's created this video game in order to break out into the real world to take over the world. And Stallone plays the main villain amazingly.
1: Also also known as the Toymaker.
0: Yeah, he's the Toymaker. And he is just going for it in every scene. He doesn't care about the money. He knows he's getting paid so much money to do this film, and he's absolutely sending it. The grandpa, whenever he comes online, he's just having a fun time. I can just tell. That's a seasoned actor. He's known for playing Khan in the original Star Trek movies. He knows what he's doing. He's just here along for the ride. Um, Alexa Penavega, she plays a sister, comes in about two-thirds of the way through the movie. She's the only one I actually believe is a real person. By the way, she interacts with... The other kids, her brother, and just, like, her snippy remarks are just, like, yeah, I could see somebody saying that. She had a lot of reals-
1: realism in this movie, too. She like, did,
0: yeah. Which she was kind of weird. Considering being a video game.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she was like, oh, you got to tell them this and that. Like, whenever um, Carmen was with all these, the other kids that looked like they were in the motocross suits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Going to ride dirt bikes or something. Yeah. They were basically like, oh, I'm going to take you to rich and fame, blah, blah, blah. Because he was lying to them, trying to get them to make it to the fifth level. Whereas, what's her name again? Carmen. Carmen pulls up, says, with her little funky arm that she has, which we need to talk about that arm at some point. Yeah, we will. The whole scenes, whenever, she killed it, though.
0: Because she was like the only person that she was the only person that seemed like an actual person. Yes. For at least for being a video game and knowing that it's just considering all the other performances, she's the only one that seemed realistic. And then Clooney, George Clooney as Stallone, is just perfect. He moves his mouth in the way Sylvester Stallone mm. does. It's just it's I was dying on the whenever we were watching that. So my worst performances, or sorry, what was your best performances? This trying to cut me
1: off for you. Sorry. So my best performance had to be
0: Sylvester Stallone. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: The way he interacted with himself. So he had a spiritual hippie kind of person, and they were all basically things he created in the game while he was trapped in the game. And he also had, like, a soldier one who looked like he was in, like, Civil War uniform. And then there was a smart one, which he had a bald cap on. Hilarious, oh, yeah. absolutely hilarious. But they just, in the one scene where the smart one would like just stare at the camera the whole time, oh, I thought yeah. it was so funny.
0: So I mean, it's obvious how they did it. They just had him stand in one spot for each one. Yeah, and he, they must have done the smart one last or something because he was. Just you could just tell he was so done with it because he's just like. He looks at where they're supposed to be looking and then his eyes go straight into the camera like that. And it's the most unnerving thing I've ever seen. Yeah, it is. But
1: I loved the dopey Sylvester Stallone. He just, he took that character and ran with it.
0: So I'm going to ruin your day because that was one of the worst performances I I saw. I loved it. I loved it. Because He, he went after it. Him as the toy maker was really good. It was like a psychotic kind of fed up villain. And, um, but whenever he was his, uh, his alter egos, I think, I or his other his alter, personalities. He,
1: his alter egos won it was, the day for me.
0: Sylvester Stallone should not be playing a smart guy or like a guru But type that's, guy.
1: that's the point. That's the point. Like, they're already, they, got I he got paid be,
0: for four other roles.
1: He didn't get paid for four other roles. The fact that they put this movie out in itself. Mm-hmm. Allows him to do whatever what he wants. So, especially he's top dog on campus. Anyway, yeah. So I think he had he must have had so much fun. Granted, saw some of the bloopers. Yeah, some of the bloopers some in the end credits. that error.
0: that must have been tough to act. So at the end of the movie, in the credits, they show a quick blooper reel for one of the scenes involving the grandfather and the toy maker. Yes, and Sylvester Stallone as a toy maker. Is standing at like a kind of panel, like a, at a helm, helm of a ship, and that's the only thing that's like built. Like you can tell, they built that. That has color to it. Everything else in the room, everything. the walls, the floor, everything. I maybe not the wheelchair. I don't think it was a wheelchair. Uh, no, everything I, else.
1: He had, I think I was in a suit at that point. Or was this like in? He, he was the, in the, the wheelchair because he was
0: in the real world. Everything oh. else in that entire room was green, like a green screen. I had. I mean, I'm not an actor, and obviously that's why I can't imagine this, but I couldn't imagine working and acting in something like that where you just have to think, oh, yeah, this will look like something whenever it's done. It might not like it, but it'll look like something. I couldn't do that.
1: I mean, they did not have a lot to work with. They didn't. Especially with their low budget. Granted, low budget. That's not low.
0: That is not a low budget. I mean, we'll, okay. well consider okay, relative now, relative to now. Well, you're thinking in terms of like a Marvel movie where, where they get one hundred and eighty million dollars. This was like this would have been a type of a Marvel quote movie because it's a big action movie. It's made for kids and it's um, and it's just kind of like off the wall and bonkers all the time. Yeah. So going off of that. For our next category, the most outlandish and crazy scene, it's about every action sequence for me. So my three are a giant Pacific Rim-style robot fight, uh, this huge motorcycle futuristic race that's just riddled with continuity errors, and the finale fight where they bring in every single other villain or supporting character from the previous movies to help them fight Sylvester Stallone.
1: Which they don't even half of them aren't even involved in. The fight, no, which is just like. So the they just want to get some bread.
0: The robot fight is essentially like two giant Voltron mech like robot things that they're standing on, and they just control and just have like a duel. Like if you've seen, they don't have heads. If you've either. seen the Thor Ragnarok when they have the giant fight in the uh, arena, it's essentially that, but with giant robots. That's it. That's all you need to know. And in the race, so that's, we said level three, that is, they're in these completely unrealistic motorcycles that have just, like, one huge wheel in the back, and then it's just floating for the rest of it. And they just have to apparently drive, and they can just hop to other cars. They and took it,
1: physics straight just out. gone straight
0: Characters out. would get dropped Video off game. the track and then be back on their motorcycle or car or whatever, or they'd get thrown off of their motorcycle and we'd see it blow up, and then 10 seconds later we'd see them back on that one, driving. There could
1: be new cars added every two minutes. It could be. No, 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 no. I'm saying I don't know if that's true that they added new cars each little bit. I, I would not expect a game to add cars halfway through a race. Mm-hmm. But you would see new renditions of cars like... Um, who's the girl wearing the purple? What's her name?
0: I have no idea. It doesn't matter. There's yeah, the one girl wearing the purple. She was driving like a unicycle, and then it was gone. Yeah. It was and then just it was gone. gone,
1: and then and she then was she driving some like huge four by truck, mm-hmm. and it was like
0: how? Well how then, you get that? yeah. Then we can talk about this because he Juni Cortez like cleared the field. He was gone, and he and gets up he to the final, and it's like a. It's a foot race to the last thing, to the last uh, checkpoint or the finish line. And he barely scrapes by. And then he gets up off of like his she- or hubcap. It looks like a shield that he's riding yeah. on that doesn't lose speed whenever it's just sliding on the ground. I and then you, everybody is like right door. behind him. He cleared this field by, pro- we'll say 20 seconds, because we couldn't see them in the, like when they'd show wide shots in front of him, we couldn't see anybody behind him except for the one girl that was in second place. And he gets up off of his shield, and everyone's right there behind him. It makes no sense.
1: And then he does the old Captain America stomp on it, catch, catch the, the arm, shield. Yep, and then walks off like it's nothing. Mm-hmm. What a baller scene right there!
0: So the final fight, it's it's complicated and it's bad. It's the giant robots from the uh, robot fight come to the real world, and they call in every single family member every single villain turned hero and every single supporting character from the previous movies. And when they come in, it's almost like they just told him to jump on like a green, completely green soundstage. And then they just kind of I, I, I,
1: I would assume that is what they did
0: because none of them look like they ever filmed a scene together except for Antonio Banderas and uh, Daryl Sabara. None of them ever like shared the screen. I don't think so. It's, it really is like they came in for a day and left and got a paycheck, which I mean I can't blame them, go for it. But in execution, it just made it so disjointed, and I you almost lose track of the battle, like what's happening because it's just they call in everybody and you know there's these robots destroying. I think it's Austin, Texas.
1: No, nah, it looks, it looks looked like, like Austin, hospital.
0: Texas. Um, and because they're talking then, about the
1: president. Yeah, he's
0: in D.C. Yeah, was, I swear this Texas was in D.C. There was a Texas no, was flag it. on the building. I swear there wasn't. Okay, it.
1: a little thing though that confused me. Um, so in that last fight scene, you had to wear the glasses to see the robot, but it's interacting with things in real life.
0: So is it actually destroying anything? So is it destroying anything, or are they seeing still it in the being destroyed? That's a good question. Ooh. Ooh, that's a bit of an unanswerable question right there. Um, but yeah, the final fight, it's just, it's all bad. It's disjointed. None of the actors seem like they actually work together unless they came in pairs to arrive on the scene. It just, ne- none of it works. Yeah. So what were your scenes?
1: I, it's not, it's an outlandish scene, okay? It's an outlandish scene.
0: But oh, I know what you're talking about.
1: Gotta be my favorite scene of the entire movie. So, they make it to the level five entrance. And uh, enter name here. What is the name?
0: Dimitra. That's her name. The guy. No, the oh, guy. Oh, the guy. The guy. Elijah Wood.
1: Elijah Wood. Uh, so, they basically say, oh, I'm the guy. Uh, Carmen. Judy. What, what's his name? Junie. The main character? Yeah, Junie. So, Junie is basically, throughout this movie, the guy.
0: They think he's the guy of the well, game. We all
1: know, no, he's not the guy. We all know. Based off of some other things that I absolutely love, that I will bring up in a second. But they have their little conversation, trying to get in this doorway, and then boom, Hobbit Boy walks in. In glistening fashion, he says, I'm the guy. He walks up, does a little blast blast.
0: He's confident,
1: hits the door. He goes, He's Whoop. sure. Yep. Hits the door, it opens, and he's like, Watch this, boom, walking, strutting like it's nothing, zapped out of nowhere, falls down, all of
0: his lives gone. And for reference, everybody in the game that we've seen so far has about has nine lives. Nine I lives. And, no, it's it. it's nine lives. Everybody has nine because he starts at nine and drops. Um and you lose life after you take heavy damage, you literally die and stuff like that. And so Elijah Wood comes in, gets zapped, and falls zapped on the once. ground. And I, one time, one zap, and his life counter pops up. The dude has nine, or the guy has ninety-nine lives, and they drop so fast,
1: right down to zero. And I think it's also hilarious that I, it's got to be just a cameo. They couldn't, they couldn't afford oh, to put sure. him in, in any 2003,
0: longer. It has to be a cameo. That was right at the height of the Lord of the Rings.
1: Yeah, but. Whenever he fell, and then all of uh, Carmen and all of his friends were like, okay, you're back to being the guy. Yeah. What mm-hmm. a scene that is. A little outlandish, especially with the whole, you know, he's just coming in because they're trying to get clickbaits, you know. Not so much clickbaits. He's back like in the, the, the movie, Tony
0: Stark of that time. Robert Downey Jr., sorry. Yes. but so, So now on to the next category, what age the best. So this is like at the time of the movie what has grown in public affection or what we cons- what we use more that they use then uh things like that. Oh, you're st- are are you saying straight off the
1: cuff like you know, based on what we so like, saw in the movie turns to real life or are you talking about actors who
0: like what has turned out like when you watch this again what has made it better. So mine are um I have the concept of video games just kind of like taking over more aspects of your everyday life because they yeah, talk about at one point like kids are aren't able to quit. That, that's that's that a problem, yes, any parent. Ask any parent that that's quick. a problem. So and it was a pr- this is also a, kind of a precursor to the Ready Player One movie from a couple years ago.
1: I will say I love that movie. I love it. Ready Player One one of my favorite movies to watch. I know it's not going to make this cuz we're talking about bad movies, but apparently he <laughs>
0: Not like that movie so much, it's not the best. And finally, mine is uh, the concept of family to bring the villain into the good guys. I mean, it's in every Fast and Furious movie now. So, at the end, they defeat the toy maker Definitely. and they kind of bring him into like the family huddle essentially because he says family with all the rest of them.
1: I'm not gonna lie, I was kind of falling asleep at this point.
0: Yeah, it's not great. And I mean, if you watch any Fast and Furious movie past, I don't know, five. That's the next movie. The villain of the previous movie is part of the team.
1: Yeah, yeah, it happens every single time.
0: Yeah. So, we're your age, age the best?
1: Age the best. I mean, the concept of the whole video games and like, especially with metaverse coming into yeah. play. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about how you virtual know, reality
0: kind yeah. of Second Life looking things. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's all freaky to me, especially talking about. Granted. This was just, you know, throwing glasses, but, you know, the whole thing. It sparks a little differently now because these things are close to becoming a reality. Oh, sir. Give or, say, take, yeah. give or take a few years, um, based on what Zuckerberg is talking about, Mr. Robot himself, talking about how he wants to basically reenact this movie in real life, hopefully with better CGI. But with all things considered, you know... This movie as a whole, looking back, has done wonders to show how far we have come. So that, I think, is is what aids the best. Because, you know, even looking back, kind of wish I didn't watch this movie again because I had it at a high standard, and then after seeing all the CGI, it just kind of went straight down. So I will say the ideas definitely definitely brought it up. Um, It was something that is still relatable to this day. Especially what he talked about how the kids cannot pay attention to their families. Can't do anything. Very OCD-like or ADHD-like. So those, that's kind of like my best age. Throw in your worst age.
0: Okay, so my age is the worst. I've got four. So, with so many. He's got so many for each topic. There's a lot of problems in this movie. So one of them is the CGI, which we've already discussed at length. It's all around awful. Um, another is child acting. Another thing we've gone over already. Mm-hmm. It's it's usually never good. I mean, it's gotten better. It has gotten better. We look at the first couple of seasons of Stranger Things or other projects with young kids. Yes, there are actually good child and actors, and those are TV shows. Yeah, we which kind of, shows a lot. We've kind of based of on hour-longs.
1: So even even for thirty days, like like I will bring up because I used to watch these a lot. Like um, the DC universe, like the Flash. Um, Supergirl, a mm-hmm. lot of those things like Arrow. Yeah. You can tell their budget CGI, yeah. but their budget CGI it's, is tenfold. It's a lot hundredfold. Better. 30 million fold over this movie. Mm-hmm. It is just outrageous. The physics, everything, like I get it's a video game, but still.
0: So the other two I have are 3D movies, which those are just they're not existing they shouldn't anymore. They, they shouldn't be they here. shouldn't have it was a it was kind of a cash grab from money from movie theaters it was and cool production then. companies to like get people into the theaters see this in 3D I like was watch eight? it come to you Sure. Like, yeah i would have wanted to see that but looking now back I'm on it like, now it's gonna just going to get of a like, seizure
1: staring at the thing and it yeah, like, It's
0: ugh. it's not a good choice ever and then the final one is the one of the production companies the miramax production company uh, infamously owned by harvey weinstein who most of us know, Ooh. is the worst human alive. Uh, your age the worst? So my age the worst is...
1: It's got to be Sylvester Stallone. Really? He does, you know, the fact that he's still in movies, and they're all the same category movies all the time. He's fighting some bad guy who, you know, talked not, wrong to his family. Not and really in
0: the Creed movies. He's just kind of playing like an older, mellowed-out Rocky. Well...
1: <laughs> That's a little different. I think he plays that role, but whenever he tries to be a star, like, let Michael G.B. Jordan be the role. You'll keep Sylvester Stallone in as the, you know, to grab that older audience to first watch the Rockies movies. But him and, like,
0: I haven't seen a lot of our new recent movies with him. It hasn't been good. it's just, oh. Where gotta- he's the leading man, it hasn't been great. Yeah. I think the last one was the Rambo sequel, which We're I didn't all just see not it. not good. I, I watch a lot it, with my dad because he loves those
1: kind of things, but it just goes downhill for me very quickly. I understand. But another thing is gotta I don't know. There's a lot. The the thing that upsets me a lot is you watch these um these child actors and I think the aged worst thing for me is you watch them and you know they're in movies, getting millions, super dope, super cool, let them get that bread, but we all know what happens to those child actors, and a lot have grown up to be good people these days, Um, uh, marrying very rich and wealthy and attractive people, Yes. so that part, you know, is good, but a lot of them, you can tell after their child acting, they just don't they don't do any acting anymore, and some have real promise.
0: For those that don't know what he's talking about, uh, Daryl Sabara, who played the main character Junie Cortez, has he's married to Megan Trainer, and Fire Alexa, Alexa Vega is she's now fire. married to uh, Carlos Pena, probably Vega, I'm assuming from Big Time Rush. So now into our last A lot couple of fire categories. couples right there.
1: Just, just throwing it out there, yeah. a lot of fire couples.
0: Now into our last couple categories, who won the movie? So this is at the end of the movie. Who's looking the best? Who do you think out of all of this came out the cleanest, so to speak? So for mine, I have Robert Rodriguez, the director, writer, editor, score, uh, cinematographer, everything. I mean, he's he's taking all those roles. He's getting the money. That's what he's doing. He's, he's getting, getting that, that bread. Money. He is. Yeah. He I did everything. And you still yours? mind there? You yeah? still mind because okay. I wanted to give
1: him the shout out of taking every single role. Not the smartest option,
0: but yeah, it, was it probably definitely wouldn't cheap have option. been great. I mean, we also have to think how much this is an hour and twenty two minutes, so it's not like he's writing three hundred pages of of a script. But that is a lot to do on one films on one film set.
1: There's a lot of great people who create movies at this time. There is. No reason not to delegate. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's probably why the CGI is so bad because he probably did it himself. (laughs) Like delegate a little bit, you made over, well over profit, Mm -hmm. hundred million over profit.
0: Definitely a success. Sadly,
1: well, not sadly in two thousand three. That's true. Sadly now. Yeah. Rewatching.
0: So on to who lost the movie. So this is just the opposite of who won the movie. Who comes out the worst? Who comes out looking like? oh, uh, they should not be in another movie again. So for me, I have the 3D movies, the concept of a 3D movie. Because this, 3D movies were not a great solution to any type of a problem they could have seen, whether that was to get people into theaters, mm-hmm. uh, to make to get more theaters showing that one movie having 3D options, having non-3D, and then having IMAX. It's just one way too many different screens. But I also think 3D movies especially when you're watching them at home, you don't have 3D glasses for your TV, and nobody has a 3D TV. That's not made anymore. And so it's just not its not used anymore. It's not essential. And my other lost movie, I have a tie for this, is a word they say about 80 times in this uh, movie, the word unwinnable.
1: He's, a, get, he's getting triggered a lot over this. It's a word.
0: This. But it's it's skating the line right there. That shouldn't be a word. I don't know about you, Sam, but I hate that.
1: The fact for me that this game, which you basically enter your whole life force into that game, is only five levels. You can't make a game that's five levels ever. So I'm very confused, especially the whole unwinnable level at number five. And if you win, the game shuts down. So As you're, a creator, who makes that?
0: So your who lost the movie is just, like, the shortness of the game? <sighs> a lot of people lost this movie. A yeah, lot of people. A lot of people.
1: One of the things, you know, I'll, th- I'll throw two out there. Right now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep riffing off of this. The, A lot of things, you know, could fly with the younger audience. Mm-hmm. But looking it back... It definitely did. It definitely did. definitely did. But looking back, like... Having no physics in there. There There's a scene, one of my favorite scenes, because it's so bad. um, They're basically walking to this volcano, and these little tiny things pop up that are going to kill them. They jump off of a ledge straight towards the lava. Somehow they get um, boards. Surfboards. Surfboards that are aerodynamic. But this just lava doesn't, doesn't
0: interact like regular lava. One, it's flowing like a river. So that just doesn't work, scientifically at least. And at one point, they drop, what is it, like 200, 200 300 feet? And they don't go in. Yeah. They
1: land on top. And
0: First they just off, land I'm and breaking my again. knees straight away right yeah. there.
1: Everything's compressed down into nothing. You're
0: pancaking on
1: that. I am dead. I'm going from 99 to zero at that point. Yeah. So the whole fact that, like, you know, they're surfing through here. Everything, so many things in this movie were just like, does not obey the laws of physics or gravity or anything. And that was like a little pet peeve from mine. Mm-hmm. Just because like, yeah. Puts like It's a video game, but put a little bit of realism in there. Yeah, And then another thing is the Spy Kids franchise. They made a fourth movie after this somehow.
0: Granted, it was, I want to say, 10 years after this. So it wasn't like they were planning on making another one right after this one. It was more of just kind of like that time when they were kind of, it was that time whenever they were reinvent or remaking old movies to just kind of get younger audiences to get newer audiences and get more money out of them. They made it was just bad fourth one. I think it was just
1: after that, after the first movie, I don't know how you make three, four
0: others, but yeah,
1: it's just atrocious.
0: It is. So that'll wrap it up for us here at the Garbage Reel. I'd like to thank Sam Marcino for hopping on this pod with me. Did a great job. I'd like to thank our producer, Jake Drew, for setting up all of these cameras, these mics, and everything, getting it going for us and helping us along with this. It was it was a lot of help. It was. It and, was, um, really was.
1: Drew did a lot. Um, he's off the pod a little bit right now, but, you know, we've been... Fortunate enough to get to know him a little bit and have him actually know the knit and grit of how to do all this stuff. So big shout out to him.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Garbage Reel. You can find it on any streaming platform you want, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or YouTube. Remember to like, subscribe, and hit the bell too on your way out. Thank you.